0: Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a roots Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcome, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. Instructional Snapshots, Machado, Leaper and ask me questions if I was confusing. Whether you are new to the podcast or new to the instructional snapshots portion thereof, the instructional snapshot is taking a look at two of the players who are listed on the official roster of the Cubs instructional squad for October. And I'm going to walk you through and... Try to teach you a little bit about them. Some of them are more discussed in the Cubs pipeline discussions and some are less discussed. And all of them today take take an equal footing. If they're on the list, they get a podcast. Today I look at Ben Leeper and Joel Machado. Machado was a... Rather noted signing, Ben Leaper, less so, but it's kind of important to go through everyone so that people learn what's going on. Ben Leeper is a six-foot right-handed pitcher out of Carroll High School in South Lake, Texas. I figured I'd probably better learn about South Lake, Texas. He was um, born in... Oh, I didn't write that one down. But... South Lake, Texas is basically in the Dallas-Fort Worth-Irving-Arlington uh, area. Quite a big metroplex and quite a um, hotbed for baseball. If, if you had to pick one of the spots in the U.S. to settle down to have some really good baseball to watch pretty much all the time, that would be a really good spot to be. You get the Dallas-Fort Worth. and it, There's a whole lot of baseball in that range. A lot of baseball in that range. And Leaper is from there. Went to Oklahoma State University. His first season, he pitched two games as a starter and then visited the doctor for Tommy John surgery. He came back and in his last two years with the Cowboys, he had nine saves between 2019 and 2020 in 2019 he also pitched for the Wareham Gateman I think I pronounced that right and the prestigious Cape Cod League I think you're required to say prestigious before you say Cape Cod League or else you're not allowed to say Cape Cod League anymore they come and do things and uh you end up with a horse's head in your bed or something like that I don't know um 10 games, 10 innings pitched, 12 strikeouts, 3.60 ERA, and two saves for Wareham. And I don't know what round Leaper would have gone in if there were more than five rounds in the 2020 draft. But what ended up happening was a whole bunch of players had to decide, do I want to continue playing professional baseball? And if so, I'd probably better take the ridiculously low... Maximum I can take for a signing bonus and go get it. And Leaper decided to take his chances with the Cubs and is getting a look at the, um, in the international, uh, in the instructional league. And I really can't tell you a whole lot about him. He had, he was doing rather well in 2020 before the season, before the plug got pulled on the season. He was on, uh, one of the, I think, it was flat ground. They, they, there's a lot of people who look at college pitchers and say who's doing well. And for a reliever, he was getting a whole lot of positive press. Um, but as far as what you could expect from Ben Leaper, I really can't tell you a whole lot. Um, if there is a proper 2021 season look for Leaper, probably to get a look at the with the uh South Bend Cubs, providing everything stays the same, and it, that might not even be the case. Um, had the season been as it usually was, he might have made it to South Bend Um in 2020. Uh the with pitchers, one of the things that teams are trying to do is get looks at the players that they signed as non-drafted free agents. Leaper is one of them, and he is in Mesa. Presumably, he'll get a couple of looks, and possibly with Leaper, his performance is a little bit more important than players who received a higher signing bonus. It doesn't necessarily seem fair, that's kind of how it is, and we're going to be in an environment where I have no idea who is going to be allowed to keep how many players on into the future. So, I wish Ben Leeper a whole lot of success, and I really wish he wasn't having to walk around on eggshells like the rest of us in a 2020 environment that is, well, very 2020. Thank you guys for tuning in for the podcasts. Um, when I started doing these, I was a bit hesitant because I was kind of trying to figure out is anybody going to listen to podcasts right after the Cubs got eliminated and scored one run in two games on minor league players who they possibly haven't really heard of. And the numbers tell me you guys are interested. You guys are fantastic. You're amazing. And if there is someone you know of who is a Cubs fan that is moderately interested in learning about the minutia of the baseball game, the stuff kind of behind the curtain a little bit, feel free to share one of these podcasts with them. Perhaps this would be the one, perhaps another one would be more appropriate, but I plan to have content all through the off season, whether it is discussing players in the Instructional League, whether it's discussing whether players should have their contracts tendered for the 2021 campaign, whether perhaps it'll be talking about what the Cubs should do in the Rule 5 draft. I, It'll be a whole lot of stuff going on. Hit like, hit share, hit follow, hit retweet, hit um, subscribe, all those things that you do online. If you need assistance in sharing some information with somebody, I will be happy to do that for you. Um, But you probably in your world know a couple of people who are of interest in the stuff that not a whole lot of people think of. And those are the people I'm trying to find. Whether I know them or not, I'm trying to provide them value in my podcast in however many podcasts I do through the off-season. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for considering who might be worth passing the message along to. Anchor provides sponsorships, should you be interested in that. But mostly, when I see the numbers of people showing up to listen to podcasts, like podcasts on Joel Machado and Ben Leeper, I am ecstatic. Joel Machado is a bit more of a high noticeability um, signing by the Cubs. In the 2018 2019 international signing period. Joel Machado, who is from uh, Bar- Barlovento, Venezuela. I, I write it down and I read it, except I never write it clearly enough so I can read it clearly. Uh, Barlovento is a bit east of Caracas. In case you're familiar with the Venezuelan terrain, and I'm trying to push myself into getting better at this kind of stuff, because if I'm going to talk about foreign countries, I ought to know at least a little bit about said foreign countries, and yes, I probably should know Spanish better. Machado was signed along with Richard Gallardo, who is also at the um, instructional camp. Gallardo pitched a bit in 2019. Machado did not. He was in one of those interesting scenarios where he was advanced enough to not need to pitch in the Dominican League. But not advanced enough to pitch in the Arizona League. I'm going to say that again because it might be mildly confusing. Machado was advanced enough where there was no reason to have him pitch in the Dominican League, but he was not advanced enough to pitch in Arizona League. Why would you have a pitcher not pitch in the Dominican Summer League? Sometimes pitchers get injured, and there's no reason to have a pitcher get injured in a game that it really doesn't matter. On the other hand, the coaches at the Arizona Summer League level are a bit more refined I'll say the um the technology is probably a bit more um up to date in the Mesa facility than in the Dominican facility and the cubs decided they'd probably rather just see Machado work out pitch to maybe pitch batting practice or pitch in something other than games. It wasn't essential for him to pitch in games. They thought it was more important for him to get proper work in north of the border instead of pitching in the Dominican Summer League. It's an interesting call to decide who should go where. And hopefully, once everything gets settled in 2021 or whenever it gets settled, There will be enough room so that teams can have a player who they're willing to advance him to the Arizona League and have a roster spot for him, even though he might not be able to pitch at that level because he's not quite that advanced. So it's a little bit of a, hmm, I don't know, uh, learning as you go, as it were. But Machado is pitching in the... Um, instructional league he presumably will pitch in games in the instructional league so he will finally be pitching against hostile uniforms and probably he'll learn something from that Uh, he is still well ahead of the curve as far as development Uh, 2020 would have been really useful for him He probably would have pitched either in the Arizona League or in the Northwest League, which the Cubs will no longer have an entry in. Players will have to either pitch in the Arizona League or full season ball. There will be nothing between. It's going to be different, and I don't necessarily have to like it. Uh, Machado, if everything goes well, he might be looking at a... South Bend placement in 2021. Perhaps he will be just shy of that and get left in Arizona and called up to South Bend at some point later. There's always the concept of weather and players from the Dominican or Venezuela or wherever sometimes just really aren't used to the cold weather pitching in 38 degrees in northern Indiana, trying to get games in. Of course, that might not happen anymore. We'll we'll have to see how minor leagues adjust. Um, But Machado, it's good to see he is upright and able to pitch. It's good to see that they're using him in instructional ball, and it steps along the way. I can't really tell you a whole lot about Machado because he hasn't pitched. They're really, I, I guess I could probably round up some YouTube video, but what good is YouTube video from two years ago when you're talking about a guy who's going to be pitching this month? and you're, you're not going to be seeing much video from him pitching this month either because there's no reason for teams to share that kind of stuff. Nonetheless, I thought it was important to give you a little bit of information on Joel Machado. He I think his his signing bonus was somewhere in the 850 to 1 million range. I got uh conflicting numbers then, conflicting numbers now, but it it was up in that range, 850 to 1 million dollar signing bonus somewhere in that range. And he is a definite thing. When you're talking about a left-hander that got a high 6 to low 7 figure signing bonus, that's something that you're completely welcome to be interested in. And um, poss- possibility of him being a starter moving up the ladder. We'll have to see. And I wish there was a minor league season in 2020 so I could have told you what, how he developed. But there was no 2020 season, so there you go. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon, as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that one worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And be nice to people.